Welcome to the Fruiting Body Podcast with your host, Brendan O'Neill. Today, we have a lovely guest, Holly Aloha, professional poker player. And I cannot wait until you meet her. By the way, subscribe, like, smash it, tickle it, do whatever you want, but be sure to subscribe. So let's get this started. Um, so Holly, thanks for joining us today. Uh, she looks a little bit nervous, but that's all right. <laughs> um, so we're going to jump right into it as we always do with the guests and learn about your, jo- your journey. Who is Holly? Mm, thanks uh, for inviting me for this oh, podcast. Thank you for coming. Yeah, I'm really a little bit nervous. Uh, so uh, what do you want to hear exactly? L- let's start back. Um, now, you're originally from the Ukraine, correct? Yeah. Okay, let's start there. Uh, Holly Aloha's childhood in the Ukraine. How was that? Describe that. And let's connect that right up into the poker playing. Now, I'm assuming you weren't playing poker at the age of like five or six, but let's find out. Yeah, sure. Uh, The problem with my childhood is that uh, I don't remember much. I think my first uh, memories are when I was like six or eight years old, when I was to school. So um, after school, I went to university. I have two degrees. I'm an uh, English teacher. <laughs> Wait. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> this is a level of degree in Ukraine, okay. my English. Ah, it's, it's good. You're uh, better than most people uh, around Phuket anyway. So let's say. Okay, okay. And the second degree is uh, hotel and restaurant management. Uh, so after I finished my second university, I started working in a restaurant. I've been working as a hostess. I've been working as a waitress, as a manager. Also, I've been working uh, as a maid in a hotel, as a receptionist in a hotel. And after that, I had relationships with a boyfriend. Oy. Yeah, and he was a poker player. <laughs> okay, so, that's, so that's a good start. Yeah, he left me and I was thinking like, Hmm, before we were traveling the world, and I know that poker players, they earn a lot, so I want to do this too. So I want to start playing poker, and after this, he will uh, see how like uh, successful I am, and he will... Yes. I don't know if you say same in English, like he will bite his... Uh, uh, it's like he'll eat his own words. Yeah. Something along those lines, we would say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, like, okay, I'll do this, and... Um, he will want to come back to me. What year was this around when that happened? It was three years ago. Three years ago. And at that point, uh, well, obviously, you were you traveling around the world with him at the time? Uh, before him, I had poker player boyfriend as well. So we were traveling a lot with previous boyfriend. And with this one, it was just like... Around the around the world? Yeah. So was he playing... Was it online or was it in going, going into tournaments? Uh, it was online and offline as well. And what, what types of places were you visiting? Macau? Were you going to um, Vegas? Macau and Vegas I wasn't too because uh, I'm Ukrainian and it's uh, too hard uh, to get a yeah. uh, visa to America, for example. Uh, as far as I'm like, uh, don't have official job yes. and I'm not married, so I'm potential immigrant, so they doesn't allow much to... <laughs> yeah, it's not, not so easy. So wh- where, uh, where so were you we, guys We've been going? to Europe. Okay. Uh, we've been to Spain, Italy... Greece, mm, I don't remember. Now, is he is he a famous poker player? If, if we mentioned his name, would it be like? I mean, we're not talking. <laughs> is it Phil Ivy? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, like if if we talk about uh, the guy from uh, because of whom I started 
Mm. play poker yes he's uh, like very famous like a few days ago he won uh, uh, wsop mm. bracelet Th- that was your boyfriend or yeah. the what was what's his name uh he's from villa russia i don't think you know him. Oh, okay maybe not but uh, uh, for now he's uh, like very famous okay well, well don't worry we'll google that after and i think in post-production we'll just pop it up <laughs> <laughs> his name was nikita budikovsky yeah no idea yeah. but i mean i, I w- it's funny i i watch a lot of um youtube poker just like it's kind of a uh some people like to watch funny cat videos i like to watch poker hands but i I'm, again as a poker player but jumping back to that side of the story um you got into poker three years ago during this time when you were traveling with him were you playing in the tournaments as well or are you more the uh i don't want to say cheerleader i'd rather say hype man like were you kind of just like on his side or were you also playing Oh, no, no, as I told, like we broke up and I decided that I should ah. start to play poker so he will come back to me. Okay, I got so you. So we've been dating before I started to play. So after I started yeah. to learn this game and I really loved it. So I was like, oh my God, uh, this game is for me. I want to play poker till the end of my life. So I started learning it. And uh, like after, um, I think, two months, I went to a live event and I've... Um, got second place in a tournament in live event i was so lucky mm. i didn't know how to play at all so i didn't know what is three bet at yeah. that time so i've uh, got i don't know how second place in live event and the one ukrainian company uh it noticed me and uh, they came to me and said like hey we want to stream like uh, for our company and i said yeah sure so, like, after two months in a poker career, I've uh, became an official streamer of Ukrainian Poker Room. Mm-hmm. And I've been working with them for two years. Yeah, I've been a streamer. And the next year, they proposed me to be their ambassador. Oy. Yeah, so I was an ambassador. And this uh, year, uh, I decided to leave this company to... Pursue your pursue your own dreams and path. Yeah. So yeah. Y- y- you were working. Um, you were sponsored by Poker Room. This is the name of the platform. Uh, I was yes. Uh, Poker Match. Poker called, Match. Yeah. Is where where is that company from? Is it Ukrainian or yes. it's Ukrainian? Um, the poker players on that platform. It's primarily like Eastern European Ukrainians, or do you also get a lot of like international players as well? They have some international players, but I don't think they have license in uh, all over the world. So we have uh, we had players from Ukraine, Russia, Belarus, mm-hmm. from uh, Israel, mm, from Georgia, from, and, from countries. And we'll jump back to when you came in second place in this tournament. Now, you said live tournament. So mm-hmm. it's a physical tournament. You had to attend an exhibition. Was that held in Ukraine as well? What? The, when you came in second place, that tournament, it was like an actual, like, it wasn't online. It was yeah, it was offline, live. Live one. And where was that located? In the Ukraine? Yeah, it was in Ukraine, okay. in uh, Kharkov. And do you remember specific, everyone always, you never really remember the hands that you win, but you always remember the hands that you lose, right? Is there anything specific you can remember from that tournament that was like uh, the milestone of, the, of that tournament to bringing you to that position? Mm, I don't really remember any of hand from this tourney, okay. but uh, I remember that I was like shaking and I, I wasn't expected that uh, I will, like it, it was a heads up. And you know, when it was a heads up, there no. was a... Um, uh, All the cash and stacked no, up. Uh, this the trophy. The trophy, yeah. yeah. And I was looking at it and I'm it so much. <laughs> I was like, mm, I want it, I want it. Yeah. And I, 
I couldn't ever think that I could get, I could get it. Mm. So I didn't, but I don't remember the hand I busted with. So that was kind of the, the, the keystone, like in your career path of pursuing poker. Um, what happened next for you after the sponsorship and being an ambassador? Where did you go next? Uh, I, like, uh, the first day I decided that I don't want to move uh, further with this company. I want to make uh, myself in future, like, myself. So, and to, to be honest, there are, like, um, much more bigger companies in the world, for example, as GG Poker, if you know. Yeah. Uh, so, I always dreamed to work with this company. So if uh, I would uh, sign a contract for one more year with uh, this Ukrainian company, mm -hmm. I won't get another contract. So, uh, but I didn't get anything from GG, and uh, I just uh, wrote uh, all the answers for the companies uh, which uh, proposed me to collaborate with me before. And like uh, the first day, I uh, like my contract with Ukrainian Poker Room finished. Uh, I signed new contract with. Um, another company but it uh, wasn't poker room actually it was uh, like a poker news site okay so i was uh, the ambassador also for a few months and after Gigi poker invited me to stream at the channel so now i'm not official streamer yet but uh, i'm streaming at Gigi poker official channel so you would like you would go on their channel and do like a guest stream yeah of yourself um i've just had it like 10 years hours ago 10 hours yeah yesterday you said because you were busy and you're usually what time are you doing that on like uh in, uh, for europe time is it night in thailand uh yeah night in thailand yeah mostly because we have like uh, five hours difference with ukraine now so yeah i'm, I'm from yeah. future yeah yeah it's uh because i think what 3 p.m is 8 a.m there um can you explain more on the business side? And obviously we don't need to share numbers, nothing like that. But how does that work in terms of um, the different levels of sponsorship and becoming an ambassador? So if we take a step back and that first level of sponsorship, what are they giving you? They're buying you into tournaments. They are giving you merchandise. What does the sponsorship involve? Uh, they do everything everything <laughs> yeah they do merchandise you uh, they promote you so uh, as well as i promoting them um sometimes they give money for the buy-ins that's what i mean yeah, yeah they're, they're and buying you into uh, the tournament also i've uh, i'm getting a payment monthly payment oh okay and then what are the next levels of someone trying to be an online professional poker player? Meaning um, you start at sponsorship, you go to ambassador, you can become a partner in the company. Is there a, a, like, I guess we would call it a corporate ladder or like a career ladder in online poker where mm, there's an end goal or the top is the top? Mm, the top of the top, I think for the moment, is uh, to be an ambassador of this GG Poker poker room because uh, this is the best now in the world and uh, they have such ambassadors like Daniel Nigriano and ah, like Dan okay. Bilzerian yep. so this is the top of the top and about this career I, I don't know this word Cor we call it a corporate ladder you know like if you went and worked for a corporation like um, all the steps you climb uh, up from you know maybe administrative assistant to blah 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 no blah, blah, blah. I, I don't think uh, that poker players are interested in it it's like uh, uh, it's uh, okay for me. I like I like to play. I'm uh, having my uh, like uh, money from when I'm playing, and also I'm having benefits from the promotions and from collaborations with mm -hmm. Poker Room. But um, 
uh, if uh, to talk about me, then uh, I. Like when you're making that decision, if like, can you make that decision if you want to go into a poker tournament sponsored or can you just go in and let, let's say pick up your phone and go play a tournament on your own and you're kind of doing it by yourself? Um, I'm playing mostly by myself. Yeah. Uh, and it's okay. I, I was uh, trying to say that uh, if I want to be successful and like professional poker player and to be winning poker player, uh, you know, playing poker is not only about... Uh, scene like hand scene okay this is full house i'm a winner yeah. it's about uh, lots lots of uh, work uh, with your uh, like game um, behind uh, all mm. this uh, twitch uh, online uh, like uh, things yeah. uh, so if i want to be successful poker player i have to spend a lot of time to work on my game and if i want to go to the next level to the next level yeah, yeah i have to like you know have half this time, and uh, for me, it means that I won't be the best in one. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I want to be, I don't know, model, I want to be poker player, I want to be, like, <laughs> I don't know, chief in a restaurant. So mm. I won't be the best in all of these fields because I can't uh, spend enough time on achieving these goals. Of all those fields, because if you're going into the Twitch game and getting sponsored and becoming an ambassador, these are many hats you have to wear. Meaning like, okay, I have to focus on the media side. I need to prepare for Twitch. What are we going to do today? Am I doing something funny? There's a little bit of pre-planning and that is time, which takes away from developing and sharpening your skills in poker. What is your goal? Do you, do you want to focus on the sponsorship side? Or are you really focused on improving your game? I'm really focused on improving my game because if uh, I won't do this, I won't uh, get any sponsorships. Yeah. Because uh, mm, like maybe five years ago, if you're uh, pretty looking, pre pretty good looking. <laughs> yeah, if you're good looking. <laughs> if yeah. you're a good looking girl. Uh, so like I think any company would uh, want to get you for a sponsorship because... Uh, uh, you know, when I have, like, uh, Instagram and I have, like, 22K followers and, uh, like, 90% of them of are men. So it's this audience is especially for poker rooms. Yeah. And, like, five years ago, this would be enough. And today, when people are coming, for example, to watch my stream, uh, it, there are lots of, lots of, like, I think thousands or millions of girls on Twitch uh, who are streaming, for example, you know, in bikinis, they're yeah. in, like, swimming pool ins inside their, like, rooms, uh, they're, uh, like, uh, typing uh, with uh, markers, uh, like, uh, nicknames of the followers or who donate yeah. them. So this is the easiest way to earn money. Mm, and uh, if you're like this, you won't get sponsorship from serious company uh, because... Uh, there are lots of girls like this. So you have to be on the... Yeah, you, you, need, you need to also find like your, your niche and, and your brand and what represents you. Do you see any of... Uh, and I, I'm assuming it's yes, because I mean, someone must have done this. But girls that maybe were on... Uh, that are on Twitch and Instagram and also taking the poker site over to OnlyFans. Is that happening as well? Uh, I've seen, I've seen yeah. it happens a lot, but uh, I'm not doing no, no, only no, yeah. yeah. But I, I'm just assuming that, that that's going to happen as well. W what is your dream for, for poker besides like the sponsorship and ambassador? Do you have like an all-time dream to play at a table um, or win the WSOP? What is your, your like biggest dream in this poker career? Uh, my biggest dream 
I guess, is, um, you know, when uh, I came to poker and I was uh, telling people that I'm a poker player, they were telling me, like, oh, okay, like, just you told me, like, a few minutes ago, uh, is it Phil Ivy? So everyone knows Phil Ivy. Yeah. Everyone knows Dan Bilzeran or, like, uh, Daniel Nigrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my dream is, like, after a few years or maybe, I, I'm pretty sure I'll need to spend like 10 years or so or more. Uh, so I want when people ask someone like, what are you doing? And they answer, I'm a poker player. They say like, oh, I know Alona Mironenka. Ah. She's a poker player. This is my dream. I'm, I'm not dreaming about, you know, uh, some people are playing poker um, and um, thinking about it as a, about startup. Like, okay, I'll win some millions and I'll invest in something else. So for me, money is a cool addition, additional benefit, but it's not uh, a purpose. Yeah, you want to build yourself as a brand and a house, a household name in the poker community, right? And, and, and yeah, that, that's, that's an interesting way to go at it as well, because with that comes a lot of TV time and rights and sponsorships as well. Um, in terms of sharpening a poker skill game, because... For someone like myself, I, I I think I'm pretty good. I mean, to be honest, like if I sit at a poker table, I, I talk a lot of shit until I piss people off and then I take their money. Um, I would say I win most of the time with my friends. At the casino, no, it's a different, a different game. But if I'm sitting down with a group of 10 and I'm sure some friends are watching, they're probably like, yeah, right, you're a liar. But no, no, no. I, I think I do pretty well. But... I would have no strategy to sharpen my, my game. It's pretty much only when you play with your friends. As on, in your field, um, how do you go about improving in poker, poker and sharpening your game? Is it just the experience in the field itself? Like No, I have a personal trainer. Okay. Like I have two personal trainers who train me and who uh, giving me the experience so I can uh, use it uh, in my game. So it's like uh, hours of uh, working. Is Would it be kind of sitting down, like you'll sit down face-to-face -face and you're opening up different hands or you're actually playing? Like is there a uh, certain training material? H how does that work specifically? Oh, sometimes it's a uh, certain like uh, material, but most of the time we are like uh, have having a Skype call. Okay. And I'm sharing my uh, screen yep. with a team viewer. <laughs> Yeah, so he can watch uh, all of my hands and uh, like uh, he's uh, looking at it and saying like, okay, this is shit, uh, or okay, this is well done. So and uh, he's explaining me why and. Uh, but the, see I that that entire now you're an online poker player. For me, I've tried online. It never worked for me because my game again is I can read the room. Uh, I like to read the room. I like to see, you know. So you're uh, mostly live player. Often. I can I can only play live. I'm too bored on uh, online. I just start clicking and then I just go on tilt and I just want out. I just want all the money. It's too easy. And also, I don't like the time. It's too fast because sometimes you get you know the time. It's like thirty seconds. But when you play live, you can buy time, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, again, building the room around me. I, I really like to. Um, if I sit at the table with people that I know have money, uh, I really like to piss them off. And then I also like to kind of, um, I don't bluff against them ever. Never bluff against someone that doesn't know what they're doing and has a lot of money. This is the rule 101. So I just wait until I have trips or at least a straight. That's, that's a good strategy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if you play against somebody that has never played poker, do not bluff. Yeah. It, you're not going to win. It's impossible. But um, 
Yeah, that's kind of my strategy. I like to kind of work the room a bit and see who I can, you know, get on their nerves and you try to play. Yeah. Okay. Heads up. <laughs> I, 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 well, we'll talk about that later. Um, so the strategy, uh, anyways, let's get back, back to my question is more, what is the, the main difference between online poker players and live poker players? Because they're two different people. I'm afraid I don't have answer for this mm. question because uh, I'm not playing live uh, too much, especially for the last two years we have uh, COVID yeah. and uh, all the live games were like closed. So I spent only like first year of my poker career uh, playing live tournaments and I didn't know how to play. So I was just, you know, traveling and was like, oh, okay, I will play this tourney and I will play this tourney and it was on, on like uh, for fun. So. Yeah, because if you're not used to playing live tournaments, you might have tells and people can pick up on your tells and, you know, figure out if you're bluffing or not. In front of the computer, nobody sees you, right? Unless you're on <laughs> Twitch. But I mean, the people you're playing against, they don't see you, right? Uh, they can see me. They can see me, but I have a uh, time delay. So yes. they can see me like uh, at the same second. Yep. But And uh, if they see my hand after like a few minutes, I don't care much because... Um, you know, some people think that they can um, learn how to play poker watching streams. Um, and with some streams, it will work because some uh, streamers, they really explain every hand and what they do and why they, they do this. And for example, um, my streams, uh, they're mostly like entertainment. Okay. You know, so I'm explaining uh, some of my moves sometimes, but uh, not much. Um and uh, the main problem with this is that uh, people can uh, watch my game, they can see my cards, and they will think, oh, okay, she like uh, ma made a call here because of this. And uh, for real, I made a call because of different reasons. Mm -hmm. So uh, it won't help them anyway, even if they see my cards. I is that part of a poker online poker player's strategy to analyze their competitors and watch their Twitch games after in case you play them in the future and get an understanding of what they do and why they do it and how uh, they play? At some sites, we have uh, like statistics. Mm. Uh, so you don't have to spend like six hours watching my stream to know how I play. You can just uh, push the button and uh, see in a program like uh, all of uh, my leaks, all of my... All the data from how often you, you, you go to the... To the to the flop, how often you go to the yeah. end, how often you fold, yeah, yes. all that. So yeah. uh, some uh, poker sites uh, they have it uh, like um, initially. If it, if it's like right it, yeah, yeah. If if you want to in, like initially be able to look at this information, yeah, meaning they, like they, they have it. They have it. Like for example, at GG Poker, they have it like uh, amount like this um, probability. Probability of yes. going to flop, for yeah. example, yes, uh, they, yes. they have it uh, yeah, next, the next to the nickname. Yeah, the it's statistics built in. are there. It's built yeah, in. I get yeah. that. That's uh, it's a bit. I don't know if I would like that on a site because then it, it it reveals a lot of information about your hand as well. So when someone's making a decision, if they're bluffing, are they not bluffing? You might go with the probability based on their data. But if you didn't have that, then you still don't know. Yeah, but uh, I think, for example, about this built-in uh, system, it's much better uh, as apart from, for example, at poker stars, a different side. You can uh, like uh, buy this program, for example. I, I won't name this program okay. because uh, like uh, it doesn't matter. Okay, so you buy it for uh, I don't know, like two hundred dollars per year. 
and you see all the data. So at this side, I don't want to play because uh, like, okay, I can use it against some players, but uh, if I spend less time as uh, then uh, better players than me, they will use it better for yeah. me. And yeah, it can I come back around and yeah, that's, it's definitely a, an edge you want to keep and you want to keep that information hidden as well. So wh why don't we pull up, uh, let's pull up, um, her, her Twitch and we'll just pull up a, a, a quick video just to give people an idea of what we're looking at. Should we, are we full screen now? Okay. Cause we're also on audio. So Hans is clicking the play button. Everyone on audio, you're going to have to tune in. I don't know. We're probably at the 30 minute mark. Uh, the, Volume will probably pick up later. Oh, because that's kind of the intro. <laughs> so now you have your okay. You have your dog. You're dancing around. It was a break. Um, okay, so it's a break between th between the hands. Is this a tournament or do you play cash game usually? Uh, I play I play both, but uh, mostly I'm streaming tournaments because um, it's. Uh, more interesting for people to watch tournaments because uh, of the you know competition uh, because they like to see that I'm winning first place uh, they like to see that I'm getting I don't know like uh, three or five k dollars in uh, one uh, evening or when I'm playing cash games I can win okay a few beans and it's like a uh, few hundred dollars so like okay yeah, the content's probably better as a streamer for tournament because also uh, there's a time frame. So anyone that joins your stream, they know this tournament might be 90 minutes or two hours. Instead of cash game, they might be watching you for eight hours. It's a bit. It's a different type of content completely. Do you prefer tournament or do you, you do prefer cash? Which one? <sighs> it's uh, such a um, hard question for me because... Um, because of the time which I spent uh, for the game. I would say because of my ego, uh -oh. I prefer tournaments because I really love to win. And uh, especially when I'm streaming, uh, like uh, maybe one week ago, I won two tournaments at, at uh, one stream, like one after one. Yep. And it was such great emotions. And people were crazy about it because like, it's, it's cool and it happens not, you know, so not much. So this is why I would prefer Tony's, I guess. Yeah, and turn. I, I I used to be more of a tournament player, but most people I play with are cash game. I just that's how they are. But I I prefer tournament because I like the pressure of you know I, I I don't like cash too much. And you're playing Texas Hold'em. Yeah. Two card. You're not playing Omaha or anything like that. No. Okay. So that that's the problem when you play cash game with say nine people. Texas Hold'em. I call it Texas Hold'em Fold'em. I mean, if you don't have a top 10 Phil Hellmuth hand, you shouldn't even be in the hand. Like, I, I won't even go in with, like, queen nine suited, to be honest. If it's, if it's, do you agree with that? So my strategy is I'm playing top 10 hands uh, when I'm playing, um, uh, let's say, eight, nine player cash game. Because if you limp in with, I don't know, eight, seven off suit, you, a lot of the times you get yourself in trouble. Now, sometimes I'll sneak in if it's, like, a four or five suited. And I'll, I'll play stuff like this, but that's my strategy. What about yourself? Uh, limping is a very bad game. Yeah, it's trouble. <laughs> yeah, so mm, my strategy is like to see bet 30% uh, pre-flop. No, on a flop, see bet. Th yeah, so you're three betting the, the pot? S no, mm, 
pre-flop, I just open from different positions, uh, different uh, Depending, yeah. Yeah, so, like, and after that, when I'm playing, uh, like, uh, average bad, like, continuation bad yes. on the flop is, like, 30%, and uh, turn is, uh, like, 150% pot. Yeah. Uh, or, like, uh, three, four, how to say, like, uh, uh, times 75%. 75%. 75% half. Well, it depends on uh, like uh, which turn card is. So it's yeah. I mean, there's a lot of variables. But I- it's very good question. Uh, for example, if uh, people uh, who watch uh, this podcast, if they play poker, because uh, uh, like every cash game player should have a strategy, and uh, every player should work on it. You should uh, like uh, play with. Um, there is a solver. You know what a solver uh, no. is a program which shows you. Mm, balanced strategy balanced decisions uh, mm. on uh, every hand uh, so you can give your hand from your cash game and uh, the program will uh, answer you what was the right decision uh it's showing you like the probability of what you should have made based yeah, on that yeah, yeah i've seen so these they, they have these apps too you can put in the hands yeah and yeah and also you can uh, just uh, w- play another simulations yeah so you should uh, work on your strategy a lot so you can know what to do mm. at uh, like every flop do, do you have a specific hand that you hate that when you get it pre-flop you're like just get this away from me and now uh, when i started i remember one story when i started to play poker mm, i really loved jacks but after that i started to lose with it like all the time like Jacks, I'm losing jacks, I'm losing. And I was streaming and I was telling on stream, like, okay, I won't play jacks again anymore. Yeah. And I was always folding them pre flop, and people were like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what the hell? And I was telling, like, no, 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 I don't like this hand, I'm always losing with it. And one person told me, like, uh, this is just uh, your memory. It, um, like. Yeah, you've had this, like, you know, we call it beaten housewife syndrome. <laughs> I get this. In poker. Yeah, I get it in poker too. It's just one hand beats you up so bad that you're like, you don't want to go near it ever again. Get it away. But obviously there's, um, you have to take statistics into consideration. Yeah, yeah. So after that, I've, I've been playing uh, at this Ukrainian poker room and uh, it had no statistics. So I started, uh, like every time I had jacks, I was uh, typing in my like paper that if I won with jacks or if I lose. And like after two months, I've... Uh, so that I'm winning with jacks. So it was just... Uh, yeah, it's just you take a couple bad beats. Because again, jacks, I mean, they're great pre-flop, but there's three overcards yeah. um, on the flop itself and, and people hitting dirty two pairs and stuff like that. Jacks are... My, my, my worst, I absolutely hate ace-10. Ace-10? Oh, it's just trouble. <laughs> Tell me a story. Oh, no. I, I, I mean, I have a million stories. Like, if I see it, I just throw it away. Because the problem with ace-10 is, like, it looks good, and then you hit your ace... But you only have a 10 kicker. And then it's trouble. Because <laughs> then now what do you do? So kind of with ace 10, unless you're going to get trip aces or you're hitting a straight, your ace alone, you don't even want it. It doesn't do anything. Uh, anyways, that's why I throw away ace 10, personally. Do you, do you believe, um, like if you have ace king suited pre-flop and it's early in the tournament and you're large chip stack and let's say there's another guy large chip stack, and they push you all in pre-flop, and it's a little back and forth. Are you one to call and essentially flip a coin, or will you back out? Uh, it depends on how much uh, big hands. Mu- uh, 
again, it's kind of like he two betted, you two betted, he rebetted, and then you know, it's kind of a back and forth. Like say by the third one, and then I they think, push I think all in. If it's a uh, if it's freeze out, it depends. You know what's yeah yeah out? yeah. Let's say it is freeze out, no rebuys. Hmm. And the reason I'm asking that is because essentially, like these cards, they're still coin flip cards at the end of the day. Yeah. So I would I would say uh, off suited, I would fold. I think and suited, I'd call. Mm. suited unsuited fold suited call yeah interesting because, uh, because anyways it's um, not uh, not a pair yeah yet and uh, if we go to um, the river cal calculator yeah the cal probability the statistical probability yeah uh, ev calculator so we will see that uh, ace king of suited will have uh, like uh, mm. much, much less lower, yeah because uh, yeah, equity I always find that, like, and the reason I ask that question is, for me, I fold 100%. Um, maybe I didn't explain, like, the situation. I always find that, like, if I, uh, if I raise, uh, let's say, I don't know, 40% a big blind, maybe something big, and then you re-raise, pre-flop, and then I re-raise, I always find that, th that re-raise back, the person always has aces or kings. And uh, not always. <laughs> I, in my experience, I always find like, especially when it's going pre-flop back and forth on these raise, 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 somebody has like a ridiculous hand. Like they're not going to have tens or sixes or like you can, there's so many hands you can eliminate. Do you, do you? Yeah, sure. But if you're talking about online poker, mm. uh, then uh, like uh, I'd better, you know, win this big stack f for now and uh, like uh, we'll play uh, <laughs> further or i'll just bust and uh, i'll uh, play another tony there are like ah, okay. thousands so, of sorry another i should have i should have made that clear i was more referring to cash game cash game yeah then now it's two different situations yeah. cash games for sure call because cash games i can uh, make Re a new oh, buy -in. Oh, it's you're a gambler eh? okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's gamble <laughs> okay let, let's tie it all back because again i think I'll, I'll talk about poker hands for hours here that's just me. Um, let's tie this all back in into Phuket. Where were you before coming to Phuket? I was in Costa Rica. Uy, hablo español? Ah, uh, poquito. Un poquito. <laughs> no, no bueno, no bueno. <laughs> My Spanish is shit. But, um, Mine too. Uh, yeah. What, what were you... Um, so you went... Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You're in Europe and then you went to Costa Rica? I, I was in Ukraine, and from Ukraine I so flew to Costa Rica. And after that, like my visa was finished, and yeah. uh, I was with my ex-boyfriend, poker player as well. So we decided to fly to Thailand because um, uh, here was like for six months uh, no any uh, COVID uh, case. Yeah. No any COVID cases in Thailand, and yeah. then decided to come. So around. we decided to come here and mm. like live normal life. H how did you like? Costa Rica, where are you, Tamarindo or? No, we've been to San Jose. San Jose, oh, the and capital. also a few months we spent uh, on a coast uh, in a small village called Coco. Is that on the East Coast or the West Coast? West Coast. West Coast. So this is more, the okay. West Coast is much more build up. The East is really quiet, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I think there's some Costa Rican Muay Thai guys here. I was, I was about to move to Costa Rica two years ago, uh -huh. but then I did all the research into it. And I found out that it's much more expensive than Phuket, number one. Number two, like, you need a car. Like, the roads are kind of fucked. And uh, number three, it's a bit too quiet. Unless you're in San Jose. But I want to be on the beach. And I did all that research into Tamarindo and these surf towns. And pretty much everything I found there, like, 
when it rains, the roads just turn to mud in these little towns. And like, you kind of need four by four, or like a stronger dirt bike. And they're very quiet. It's not like Phuket at all. Yeah, and but nature there is very, very yeah. beautiful. Nature is amazing. Uh, but for example, if you talk about beaches, beaches uh, in Thailand are much more beautiful. You know that uh, Naiharan Beach, it's uh, third the most beautiful beach in the world. Really? Yeah. Oh, Sarin, come on. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, I was kind of surprised when I googled yeah, this information. I think I think Sarin's more beautiful because it's more it's smaller, it's quaint. There's less people. I was at Naiharan like two weeks ago, and like there's just dogs shitting everywhere there. There was like 50 dogs. And usually the dogs here, they go into the grass because they don't want the dogs don't like to watch you do the business. But the dogs there, he went into the like ocean. The other one's just on the beach. And when you're walking the beach, it's everywhere. Uh, I think it's because of COVID situation. So um, they, they owned this beach when yeah. there was no people. So they're like, oh, this is my, my, my this house. Is my place. <laughs> yeah, they have tons of dogs there. Like uh, I walking know. that beach, 50 plus dogs. They're all quite friendly and it's fine. But here, I mean, I know all the, the gang out here. I got a, a whole gang of dogs. Yeah, so. I, I saw it. So downstairs. Yeah, I let them. One of them used to come sleep here. His oh. name's Robert, but he's a little chubby sausage dog. And uh, <laughs> I had to kick him out because, like, he's so dirty. Like, you can't do anything. Like, you, I would take him out, walk to the beach, and then he just goes into the garbage and rolls in the garbage, in the mud. He'll f eat a rat. He'll come back. He's got just, like, you know, barbecue sauce all over his face and full of mud. But this dog is, yeah. And then eventually, like my house, there was just like kind of sand fleas on the carpet. I'm like, yeah, all, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, Robert, you're back on the street. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you decided to move to Thailand after Costa Rica because of the COVID was getting better here and the visa situation. Mm -hmm. uh, at this point, you broke up with your boyfriend and came alone or did you guys come together? No, we came here together okay. and we like broke up here already. Ah, okay. It's it's a fresh wound or uh oh, uh -oh. <laughs> love life. Uh, actually, uh, it it's an interesting story about me staying at Phuket because um, when we broke up, I was thinking that I'll go back home, and he was from Russia, and he flew back home, and I was thinking I, I'll fly to Ukraine. So when we were together, we bought a dog, and that was the dog we saw in the Twitch yeah. video. What, yeah. What's the, it's a boy girl? What's the it's name? It's a girl. Uh, her name is Misha. Misha, very Russian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we bought a dog, and uh, like we broke up, and I had to fly with the dog to Ukraine, and I already booked tickets, and was like, okay, I'm going back to Ukraine. I was really happy uh, to go because it was like summertime, and it, it was okay. So I went to a vet, 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 vet clinic, vet cli veterinarian. Yeah. Oh, the vet. Sorry, I thought vet. you were trying to actually vet. say... A yeah, the, yeah. Vet, the vet. The vet. Yeah. The clinic and the doctor told me that, oh, uh, Ukraine is Europe, and if you want to fly to Ukraine, you have to uh, get uh, ready documents four months before you go. So, like, four months, so I can't leave Phuket for four months. She told me, yes, mm -hmm. four months. I said, like, okay. So, I, um, like, was here alone for, like... Now it's six months, and uh, like I, I really love it, and I don't want to leave. Mm. And and you, but you, you got here six months ago, or a little bit before that as well. No, I've got here like a year ago. About a year ago. And uh, were you always living up in this area where we're at? No, I was living in Chalong. Okay. The first time after I lived in uh, Ravai. Yep. After again in Ravai, I uh, like. Uh, 
moved uh, all over the yeah. island here. I really love to explore the things. And now I live in uh, Laguna yeah. in Phuket, and it's an amazing place. Let's start a bit of a turf war. We'll make a nice clip. What do you prefer more, Rawai or Laguna? No, Laguna. Wh why? Laguna what's Rauai. what's wrong with Rawai? <laughs> Just <laughs> firing up the Rawai followers. <laughs> Let's trash um, Rawai for a bit. <laughs> okay, I guess I was. Um, it was enough for me of Rawai because Rawai is uh, more, you know, like kind of easygoing, mm. um, and. Laguna is much more beautiful places, much more like uh, tasty restaurants, mm. uh, much more beautiful people. I really love when people, you know, dressed up and they look good. And in Ravai, they seem like, uh, you know, they live there for <laughs> 30 years and they don't go out. Like <laughs> Hans, this is a real clip. We got to put that one together. Just <laughs> we'll <laughs> no, call it Laguna, he, he, Laguna he versus Rawai. He looks good. Yeah, see, of course, he's the mayor of Laguna. You don't you haven't met him? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, uh, I've always lived up here. Um, um, I like to go down to Nyharn. Uh, there's a hotel there called The Gallery. It's right on the lake. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I, I like to go down there. Uh, it's nice. It's like a getaway. But um, there, there are good restaurants popping up there. Where was I last week? Uh, I don't know, Gypsies, but I wasn't there. There's, there's a couple new, like, there's good breakfast restaurants, oh. um, like Boost and these yeah, places yeah. like that. I, I know what I don't like uh, else. I don't like that uh, people... Um, over there, like lots of um, jerk off salons. All, oh, really? all this, all this masseuses who you know wants to jerk off to your boyfriend. Oh, okay. We call them we call them rubbin tugs, or we call them tuggies, or tuggy parlors. <laughs> um, yeah, rubbin tugs. Um, yeah, but they're everywhere. They're all over the place here too, though. I I, I never saw them in Lagoon. Really? I'll I'll show you. There's one right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Have you been to this place? No, no, never. But <laughs> put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> there's literally there was like three next door, but they all ripped down. Um, but definitely anywhere in Phuket, there's tuggies for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, it, it, this is this is Thailand. I mean, it's they're all over the place. Um, you can usually tell. They're, they're, all you have to do is you drive by, right? If you're driving anywhere, if there's Good-looking girls outside, it's probably a rug and tug. If it's some old ladies with big old dinosaur hands, she's probably going to give you a massage. <laughs> and I don't, so, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I've been in Thailand six years, Asia 12. So, I mean, it is what it is. But that, that's around this area, yeah, it's, it's similar, the same. But, yes, I know what you're saying. We have uh, more the beach club style. And um, I, I like it here because specifically because of Porto and Boat Avenue. Mm -hmm. It just makes things easy, as in, yeah. like, you can do your grocery shopping and there's so many restaurants for selection in one location. So you can kind of go there without a restaurant in mind. And then as you get there, make a decision as well. There is yeah. by the way, one place in Surin I really love to come to is Hugo Hub. You know this? Yeah, Hugo. He was on our fourth or fifth episode. Hugo just got back today. Um, he was in the Maldives. So yeah, we, I know Hugo really, really well. Hugo Hub, yeah, it's a, Hugo Hub is a cool spot. Yeah, yeah they have great cocktails and amazing sunsets yeah it's yeah it's a great little spot too have you been out to beach pig before is it beach pig or pig beach i'm i think i'm no. dyslexic and i reverse them you haven't no. been to beach pig i i, oh. I yeah. hear it for the first time first time i'll send you the location it's a little like it's kind of it's basically laguna and then you go through this like muslim cemetery secret back road 
And then you end up on this beach and there's like a reggae bar and there's a place called the local and a place called the wave. And then there's another place called uh, beach pig. Um, I really enjoy these places because the food's good. The cocktails are good. A lot of people are there. What's really nice is you're right on the beach in the sand. So you can take off your sandals and be like in the cool. sand, which is uh, a little bit different than the vibe at Hugo hub. Um, but uh, it's, it's similar as well. Yeah. Do you see yourself staying here uh, much longer or what's your, what's your future plans? Be because now you're kind of stuck with the dog or are you doing the paperwork as well? Uh, I've, I've already done my paperwork like a few months ago. So I could, could fly to Ukraine like long time ago, but I decided that I want to stay here. Mm -hmm. I really love it here. And uh, I'll go to Ukraine for probably some time because I, uh, my passport uh, finished expired yeah yeah expired so i have to go back uh, to fix it and probably i'll go back um and also because winter is coming so you probably want to wait a bit as well. yeah yeah i'm here i'm here yeah, yeah you're <laughs> waiting that out at least so you're in, here to at least march april till that winter's yeah, yeah. gone in ukraine it's crazy now mm. very cold yeah yeah canada's no I, I haven't seen snow in years and no intention but wh why you can't just renew your passport in bangkok uh i can I think, but uh, I just don't like to speak English so much. <laughs> oh. ah, you it's, it's, so, it's so hard to speak English with Thai people for me. Ah. Um, I think before I uh, had better accent in English. Uh, and now when I'm in Thailand and I'm communicating with them, I always have like this. Mm. And I'm trying to talk like this so they can understand me. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't understand. They don't understand at all anyways. Did you try to learn some Thai or... No, no Thai. I've tried to learn uh, Chinese. Oh, I've nice. been learning Chinese for seven months. Because <laughs> 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 oh my God. <laughs> 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 How old are you? No, your name. No. Your name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 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 No, I live in Shenzhen. Uh -huh. <laughs> Oh, I don't understand. It's like I live in Shenzhen five years. Do you understand? Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Chinese is very hard to learn. But when you live there, it's very easy mm. because you don't have any other choice. Like you, yeah. you can't do anything. I, I've, been, I've been learning uh, Chinese uh, since the beginning of this year mm. till, till July. And uh, I had like uh, three lessons per week. And uh, when we were communicating with my Chinese teacher, I was uh, able to mm. make some sentences. But now after like four months, no practice and I haven't heard any Chinese word. Uh, like I don't remember anything. But if I if I'll try to speak with someone, maybe after some time, if I go for, f I've been learning this language because I have an uh, ambitious goal to go to Macau to play live dash games. So um, if I want to, play cash games or is there like cool cash games i have to speak chinese mm, not really though I, I used to go to i live in shenzhen so i go to macau all the time first off it's fucked the chinese there you're gonna shoot yourself because you have to understand they have so much money mm -hmm. so i used to go into the tournaments there and you pay 500 you go in these big tournaments whatever you'll be at a table with 10 chinese right you can play the best poker you want. Every one of the Chinese players there is just a handgun. Meaning like someone's going all in with 2-4 every time. So 
it, it, no matter how well you do, at some point in that tournament, you get your ace king gets cracked by like two seven off suit, because the Chinese they will make bets based on numbers, luck, and colors. Which means if they see a red eight and a red six, they're all in, because it's an eight and it's red, and this is lucky to them. And they'll call you. They'll be like, all in, like for all your money, and you could have aces, and they'll crack you. This is the one problem in Macau. And every time we, you go over with friends, we'd always make a joke like, who's going to get cracked today? Because there's a certain point in that game where there's nothing you can do. It's like you could play the best poker if you want. So be careful of that. Okay, okay. But yeah. I, anyways, it's uh, like very interesting for me and I want to mm. try it once. Yeah, what about Singapore? Singapore, they have the casino there. I think they have poker as well. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Philippines as well, Manila. There's a casino there for and, poker. And I'm sure because, you know, I'm uh, dreaming about poker stops, uh, which uh, all the poker players are visiting. So I never heard someone goes to Philippines. So it's yeah, Man Manila, uh, I had a lot of friends that would, um, when we lived in Shenzhen, I never went, but... Um, they would fly from Shenzhen to Manila and go into big tournaments mm. because actually in the, those casinos and in Manila in certain parts, of, I mean, Manila is kind of a grimy, uh, it's a rough, a rough city. Um, there are really nice areas as well. Um, and the casinos are there and apparently that there's huge tournaments there, like pretty much every month as well. Um, so on on the well, let's get back to the, the poker side now how often are you are you um doing twitch feeds are you doing this weekly is it daily uh i'm playing uh poker like six days per week and i'm streaming uh, five six days per week and how long is each session um depends but uh, i think less is three hours and it can uh, go up to 14 hours 14 hours yeah because i'm playing tony's and mm. uh, i can never know when it's it will stop and i'm i can play for example at stream i can play up to eight tourneys at the same time so i bust it in one i uh, enter in another one so like first few hours i'm just entering tourneys I'm entering busting and things like this. And after that, I'm going like a, for, to a deep runs and I'm playing till the end. Are you also, um, are you playing multiple game, multiple tournaments at the same time or just one at a time? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was telling playing right eight now. at a time. Yeah. Holy shit. It's, it's on the stream. If uh, it's not on the stream, if I'm playing like uh, without uh, uh, OBS programs and uh, okay. I have uh, some few space on my screen, I can play up to 16. 16 uh it's it's turning so you know it's um, everyone uh, making decisions too slow mm. but you you need to be constantly on the ball constantly thinking i mean that's so fast i could yeah you know uh for example i saw you have here lion's mane because yeah. i eat lion's mane every day and i okay. think it helps me for, for example if i start my poker session without it i would feel like after one hour that i, I something is going wrong mm. and i'm remembering it's because i didn't uh, eat pills yeah it's uh it's a funny I, i'll have to see you, which company do you get it from do you know um it's uh i i buy it in, in a herb it's is it from Phuket? Uh, no, I think it's uh, from Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, on it, on it. I think you are you buying Shroom Tech? What is it? Sh I think it's called Shroom Tech. If it's on it product, um, it's probably uh, it could be Shroom Tech because uh, that's one of the products he has Lion's Mane in. 
as well. I can show you yeah. which one is it. You have or or you have, have the picture? I'll let you know. Um, there's one problem with it. We definitely won't clip this, but I'll explain it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um it's fake. It's uh there's a there's a big issue. That's why we're we're doing this product. The problem with Joe okay, let's see. No, that's low quality. Yeah, that uh, that's host defense. No, it's shit. Um, I'll explain why. Uh, everyone out there, and I again, like just to give you the educational side of it. Um, so, oh, I don't even need to grab the product. So the problem with it, I've explained this on the podcast before. Um, what Paul Stamets is doing with his product, host defense, you're getting a placebo effect. I actually used to take it. So... And this is actually because of his product is the reason, one of the reasons I started this company. If you look at the back of your bottle, you're actually not taking mushrooms. You're taking something called mycelium on grain, MOG. Now, what does that mean? Mycelium on grain is they take, like you're going to grow the mushroom and you take a substrate. And that substrate is brown rice flour. And they inoculate that with the lion's mane spores to start to grow the mushroom. Because the cost of growing mushrooms in U.S. is so expensive and the labor cost is too high, they cannot cultivate it. Um, otherwise, the price of the bottle would be like four times that. Mushrooms are one of the only like uh, vegetables, products that you have to cultivate by hand. You can't just grow these massive fields and throw a machine through it like corn or something. Um, so the, what Paul Stamis does is he takes his mycelium on grain block he inoculates it with the, the, the lion's mane mushroom spores. And before that, it actually turns into what we call fruiting body. This is lion's mane here. Really? Yes. This is real lion's mane. Nah, this is, it's dried out. We, we got it from, from Thailand. You can buy it here. <laughs> I, I can order you some if you want. You can cook and eat this. It tastes amazing. It goes really well with uh, onion. Um, you can cook it. It tastes, the texture is good. It's not a strong mushroomy taste. But this is what we call, you see how that's broken off there? Uh-huh. This is called the fruiting body. Hence the company name, fruiting body. What Paul Stamets does is before the mushroom ever becomes the fruiting body, he takes his mycelium on grain substrate, brown rice flour. So there's no fruiting body. Nothing's developed. And he takes that and he puts that through a processor. That's what you're taking. That's the pill. So he says you're taking mycelium on grain. So you are taking the mycelium, which is similar to the roots of a tree, but you're taking it of the mushroom. But it's so mixed in with the brown rice flour, you're taking sugar pills. There's three companies in the world that do it the right way. Uh, Well, more than that. But uh, one is called Real Mushrooms. Another one's called Fresh Caps. Um, I'll soon to be a company as well. And there's some companies in Australia as well. What they realized was the only benefits of lion's mane mushrooms are the fruiting bodies. You can only get this in China. This is the reality. Uh, But it comes from like clean areas in China up by Harbing, in the mountains, by farmers. It's It's not industrial China. And everyone, and this is where Paul Stamets comes in and he attacks because he goes, yeah, yeah, but you get it from China and who knows what you're getting and it's bad. Well, yeah, but you're also not getting your corn from uh, Chernobyl. And okay, here my point is, you're not getting it from, uh, let's say, Detroit or places in the U.S. where it's quite polluted. In that sense, like your potatoes, they'll come from I- Idaho. So, sorry, can continue. 
so you told it's uh, pretty expensive in America. So in America, it also comes from China. No. Um, some, some companies do. But mo- a lot of the companies, especially Paul Stamets, they sell this product called mycelium on grain. Because it's the only product that if you cultivate it in America, that it can um, uh, have a price point to match the consumer's buying point. That's the biggest scam that they've pulled. This one is, this is reishi. Reishi mushroom. This is, enough, this is good for like cancer preventative, cancer fighting, especially with the current situation and COVID. I take this stuff every day and I haven't been sick in a few years. But I uh, had cancer. You had? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And obviously you defeated that. Yeah, yeah, it was like maybe seven or eight years ago. I had skin cancer. Skin cancer. And then you were able to remove it. And yeah. Then no problem. Yeah, a lot of people get that in Phuket as well. I've seen they get it on the nose or the cheek. I had a friend that had to do plastic surgery and kind of removed it and that was it. Um, but um, yeah, so so basically, I, I have some lion's mane downstairs I'll give you, but even that quality is not that good. It's just I'm playing with some formulas. But the, the only way to get the, the true potency of lion's mane is you have to take the fruiting body, and this is the fruiting body. It's quite hard, but it still has moisture. You have to take that, and you need to grind this into powder. Pure powder, fine, no moisture, like maybe 2% moisture, nothing. Then you need to take that powder and multiply it by 10 to 12 and do a concentration. So it's like you're concentrating the powder times 10. We call it a 10 to 12 extract ratio for mushrooms so what does that mean if i want to have one kilogram of lion's mane mushroom powder with a 10 extract ratio therefore i need 10 kilograms of powder to make my one now what they do in china is they have what's called spray drying and distill distillery uh, machines. And they're using um, water, pro- uh, essentially like uh, you're running it through water to distill the mushroom and extract it. So you have your 10 kilograms, and at the end, by distilling it, you're going to have one. So the potency is times 10. Now you take that pill and you put it into capsule form or powder form and you take that. The other way you could do it is fine. Uh, you could take a one-to-one lion's mane, uh, lion's mane um, extract, a one-to-one, no problem. But every day you have to take ten pills. Mm-hmm. Do you see the the map? So uh, that that's there's a few companies doing it, um, and this is actually why I started this company because I was taking host defense and I looked into it. I said, "What is mycelium on grain? What is that?" And learn about it. And then I reached out to all these other companies that are doing it the right way, and I, um was looking for, for days, or sorry, sorry weeks, trying to go, okay, I want to grow mushrooms in Canada, and I'm going to grow lion's mane because I don't want to go to China because China's dirty. So it was like a long, long time ago About, because you told you live here for six years? I've lived here six years, but this business I started, it came to my head, I would say, what year? About July 2020. July uh-huh. 2020, I really decided to, to get into that. So you were thinking to go back to Canada? No, never, never. I, I still do electronics manufacturing here. That's my day job. This is kind of a, it, it was like a side hustle COVID project that kind of. No, I'm asking because you told us that you want to grow, you want okay. to grow mushrooms. Yeah, so I, I would never have to go back to Canada, but I started looking for farms in Canada because I wanted to um, 
actually grow the product in Canada because I was thinking the same thing. China's dirty, products from China, it's not good. I, I probably was on the phone with 30 mushroom farms around the whole, all of Canada, U.S., Oregon, you name it. And everyone I talked to, they're like, I was like, okay, uh, I need a 10,000 kilograms of mushroom powder. I need you to extract it and tune it into this uh, 10 to extract ratio and do this. They're like, yeah, we can give you like 500 kilograms. Like the farms, they cannot do it. And then you would find out the price. If they did it the proper way, the price per kilogram is over 3,000 US dollars because of the processing, the cultivation, the labor, and the, and the machinery. So I wish it existed in North America. It just can't. It's just impossible. So that's kind of why we, we, we came up with this. And back to your point about lion's mane. And when you take your lion's mane and you think it's working, it's not the lion's mane. You're... Um, so, oh no, so you are, you are taking, you're taking host defense, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's not a nootropic. I'm thinking of something else. The lion's mane can play a little bit of a role on like the placebo effect. And that's what I felt too. When I took it, I would like walk into rooms and think I didn't forget things and I was smarter. <gasps> and then the second I realized it was fake, that went away. I'm like, damn it. Aww. So <laughs> I know it's sad. Now, um, what lion's mane does for you, and this is it. It reduces your chances of Alzheimer and dementia by 60%. That's the benefits. So kind of like why we take vitamin C or things to boost our immune system to fight, fight against cancers. And every day you take your omega-3s and pills like this. It's just like a preventative block for the, your immune system. Um, but lion's mane specifically, it's not going to make you smarter. So it's not working like a nootropic. A nootropic, no. It, I can recommend nootropics for you. I know a guy here in Chiang Mai that has some crazy stuff. I can't even mention the name. I'll and if I give it to you, you can't either. It's like my a secret partner. Um, I, I'll get. I'll ship you some down. This stuff is on fire, and I, I'm not even gonna push it. I, I was thinking about to sell it, but I, I want to stay in the mushroom realm. So what he does, he takes. Uh, it's a nootropic. He takes a uh, matcha green powder extract mm -hmm. so he gets the powder now what matcha green uh what matcha tea these leaves have they have high uh concentrations of an um, uh, essential um, non-essential amino acid called uh l-theanine l-theanine t-h-e-a-n yeah i know this word. okay l-theanine l-theanine is this uh it's basically a focus uh non-essential amino acid but it, it's highly um prevalent in matcha green tea so what they do is they take the matcha green tea, they turn that into powder, but they also buy synthetic L-theanine. And then you mix that together. So it's like you're taking the matcha green tea, but then you're like injecting it with like steroids of more like powerful L-theanine because you need the body to carry it. Do you see what I mean? If you just take the L-theanine, there's no matcha to carry that through your body and and be able to absorb it and be able to make it work they mix that with blue butterfly pea flower and something else anyways but the l-theanine is the main thing i can ship some down for you this stuff when you take it is absolutely amazing like you're so focused it's not like adderall or anything like that which would make you crash um the only problem when you get into nootropics and um uh, these holistic medicines is you have to cycle them mm -hmm. which means if you take it for three months after three months it stops working so you have to also go off 
a lot of people say like one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off, do that for three months, three months off. Um, otherwise like any type of natural medicine that you, you take, your body just becomes immune to that and it goes away. Okay. That's my, uh, probably 15 minute speech on mushrooms, but <laughs> just to give you some information and then, uh, I'll show you some stuff later downstairs. Um, so back to your side, you're planning to stay probably to the end of Ukraine, oh, sorry, to the end of, uh, uh, the winter and then go back to the Ukraine. Do you, would you plan to come back here or would you go somewhere else besides, uh, like you were saying, hopping around and, and trying to do some live games around um, the world. When, I, when I'll go back to Ukraine, I'll have some uh, live games. Yeah. So I think I will be full of them <laughs> after some time and I'm planning to come back here. And do you see yourself, is poker for you? Is this it? Is this a career in the next 10 years? Do you have any other things that you plan to take on? Uh, okay, for now, I'm not uh, planning to play any other games or to do any other stuff, any other business. But um, I'm not telling that uh, it's till the end of my life and I'm not interested in anything else. So I'm um, watching uh, into cryptocurrency. I'm uh, like uh, mm. investing some and I'm like... Uh, what are you investing in today? In Ethereum. S Ethereum? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's why we are looking at the screen. I invested in sand. Do you know sand? Uh -uh. Is that the sandbox? Oh, my God. And so we did an NFT podcast last week with a girl that flew down from Bangkok. And uh, it must have been, what was what were you saying? It was that like, we did the NFT podcast. It's called Sand USD. Sand is the sandbox, which is the metaverse for, uh, but it's also turning into like a, like an alt gaming coin type of stable coin. Um, so last week it was at 3.2 and um, it just broke 8.4 almost eight five today in one week wow. so what three almost three x the money so I was like <laughs> <laughs> anyways check check out sand it's probably going up let's actually take a look just for the crypt let's see i'm monitoring it now i think it's going to break 10 uh, i've been trying to pump it oh well, it's all right i'll take a look at my oh baby 826 here we go here we go so like a week ago it was 320 and guess how much it was on uh, October 29th? 78 cents. Oh. Yeah. Bye-bye, San. Thank you. Derek, thanks for uh, helping me out there. We jumped on that one. So <laughs> sand is going to go. There's other ones you can look at, like mana. Mana is the central land. So what these are is essentially they're the new metaverses that are going to take over, if you've heard about that. Uh, metaverse is from Facebook. No, yeah. <laughs> that's where that's where they got tricked. That's where Zuckerberg's a little rat bastard. He came in. He knew the metaverse was taking off this month, as in these are metaverses. Uh, the, it's like it's like he stole. It's like when Kleenex stole the term for to toilet or tissue paper. Mark Zuckerberg is trying to coin to own the word meta, but he doesn't have a product. He won't for five years. That's why he did the video. So. The real metaverses out there are like Decentraland, which is M-A-N-A -A as the code, uh, or Sandbox, and uh, there's a couple. But these are the two that I'm watching. They're basically worlds that you go into, and it, it will be like gaming and virtual reality. So things like Sandbox, you can go on open seas and purchase NFT land in the Sandbox. So these things like Sandbox, why it's going so big is because it's multiple things. It's a digital asset. Go to sandbox.com. Um, you can buy uh, gaming pieces in the land. 
Go to OpenSeas. You can buy property in the Metabox. Go to any crypto platform. You can buy a stable coin. There's so much going on because these companies can actually generate revenue through digital assets. So I've been watching this. Keep an eye on it. I think it's still going to rocket. Uh, there yeah, might be. I, I'll ask you for a link after. I'll send you a link. There, there. If you can read the charts and whatnot, it's easy. But I think there might be a pullback. It could go back down to four. My plan is I'm just going to hold it for like a year or two and just not do nothing. Yeah, you know there is a reason with a cryptocurrency. If you want to, for example, invest, you have to invest and wait for like three or four years. It yeah, know. don't try to day trade it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a trade. <coughs> yeah, just sit around. So you 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 got into specifically Ethereum. Um, I'm, I'm also buying some Solana. Solana, okay. Yes, and some Bitcoins. Yeah, and everyone, that's, yeah. The, are, are, did you have any formal training in, in that, in terms of like plotting charts, reading charts, understanding? Uh, in cryptocurrency? Yeah, or, or no, just in No, general? just my friends who is earning with uh, this. Uh, okay. You know, I, ha I had uh, such a story, like maybe six or seven years ago. Uh, my friend uh, was so much into cryptocurrency and he uh, gave me like two bitcoins and he thought like, okay, like just hold it for a few years, just hold it. And um, when he gave me, it was like maybe $17 and I was like, okay. And when it was like $100, I was like, oh, okay. And he, he gave to me and one more my friend and my friend sold it for like $100 and I said, okay, if it grew up. Uh, maybe maybe I, I should wait more. And I forgot about it totally. And like last year when it was like cryptocurrency boom, I was trying to get into my wallet and I can't do this. <laughs> Oi, that's not a good story. Yeah. Um, it's it's on, do you remember the platform where the wallet is? Uh, I, I, maybe it was Binance. Maybe some Binance. Binance. Yeah, I, I, I listened to a podcast on that. How much money... Or Bitcoin is just, we call it living in the ether, just floating around. And there's, because people, they forgot about it. They can't get into it. They had like hard, hard wallets where maybe it was a USB key. Mm -hmm. uh, something's happened. They can't crack into you it. You know what I found, found out yesterday? Mm. Uh, my friend told me that uh, when, uh, for example, I'm, um, I want to send you some cryptocurrency and you send me this uh, like code. Code, yeah. Yeah, if uh, one... Uh, mm, not, yeah, one thing character, is, uh, yeah. one character, yeah, is uh, changed, and uh, wallet like this doesn't exist. It money won't go back to you; they will be lost. Huh? Huh? Is that true? Oh wait, oh, wait no, wait. not true. Oh, he he doesn't know. I was teaching him today. He has <laughs> no. I don't know why I'm asking him. <laughs> I'll have to ask my friend. Yeah, yeah. No, that's because crazy. Someone told no, me this no. yesterday, and I was like, uh, what? How? That's scary. That's scary. No, I couldn't imagine that. Because then the code would just be wrong. Anyways, I gotta look at that's that's yeah, that's, yeah. Interesting. that's pretty nuts. Um, and are are you doing anything else or just like kind of the crypto, the po uh, poker? Have you got into like equity trading or no, no, not, so, not yet. So at heart, where where does this heart of the gambler come from? I mean, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is is the, is it the rush for the, the is it the winning aspect or what is it about the the poker and 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 um, living that fast paced life? I think it's about my ego. The ego. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's about like I have to prove everyone that I'm the best. Oh yeah. And maybe was it this led to uh, relationship issues? <laughs> <laughs> now we're in the. Uh, this is the uh, the therapy session. All right. What's wrong? <laughs> Tell us. Um, we're trying to stir. <laughs> yeah, I, we're stirring. I, I think up. this problem comes from childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, let's not go back that far. Um, 
But that could tie back into your time in Costa Rica because in Costa Rica, it's quite famous for ayahuasca ceremonies. Did you no. hear about those? Did no, you participate? No, in Costa Rica, we spent uh, all of the time at home uh, because there was a quarantine and we didn't go out much, only just mm. to see some nature. So. When you were there, did you hear about the ayahuasca ceremonies? No. It's quite famous there as well. No, no. I, I didn't hear, but I, I heard about it uh, yesterday. Someone mm. told me that uh, people do it in Pangan. Yeah, I think they do it in Copenhagen. Um, I know, they do a lot of things in Copenhagen. Have you been out there before? No. no. It's a very hippie. No. I don't think you're hippie style, no? <laughs> yeah, that, that Copenhagen is like, I don't know really. No, God, no. Why, why did you move here? Uh, to Phuket, because I was living in China for six years, and then I probably was going to die from pollution. So I said, <laughs> get me the hell out of here. Um, why didn't you go back to Canada? Are you crazy? Because all it's all so cold. Lots of Ukrainian people that dreaming to move to Canada. Go, they go there. That's fine. Do you know there is a big uh, Ukrainian uh, yeah, community? Yeah, for sure. Canada, it's freezing cold, and it's always snowing. It's always cold. It's a nightmare. I, I can, oh. and it's a bit boring to be honest. I'm sure Vancouver is nice. Montreal is nice, but Ontario is. Ah, it's so boring. But uh, I mean, Phuket's great. I live on the beach. It's very easy life. How do you know same Russian? for South Africans. They also want to go to Canada. Canada. Yeah, but then they get there and then it's like, why did we move here? <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's a every, it, Canada looks good on paper until you, you, you get there. And then you realize how cold the winter is. Like February is, like winter is pretty much November to March, which is the whole year. Like, and it never ends. So, oh. no. You said, how do I know Russian? Uh, just living in Asia so long, you meet so many Russians. Mm. So you and I play ice Russian hockey. Russian girlfriend? No, never, never. No Russian <laughs> girlfriend. No, I because well, I play ice hockey with a lot of Russians. So I learn like I won't swear, but <laughs> uh, a lot of bad words in Russian. Yeah. <laughs> um, and oh, and I know a little Ukrainian. Tell me. It's the only word I know. It's like uh, my friend taught me this one. It's the only, it doesn't even make sense, but he said, like, if you're at the bar and you're with someone, you can, like, cheers and say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, buzmo, buzmo, you have to no, 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 is very no. strong. Yes, like, your, is, your is your drink strong? Ah, yeah. ah, okay, yeah. okay. Ochenkrepki yeah. is, like, a yeah. question. Yeah. So if they're like, yet, okay, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, that's all I know. Because that is Ukrainian, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's Russian. Is it? I, someone told me that's more Ukrainian, the way to say it. And, uh, yeah. I thought I knew some of you. I guess I don't know. Ukrainian will sound like Duja Krip Krep. I don't know. Oh, are you sure you're from there? Tell us the truth. Where are you from in Ukraine, anyway? It's the longest city in Europe, by the way, and the second longest city in the world. Longest? Longest, yeah. What does that mean? Long? Like Long. Like the city is long. Long. Oh, God. The city is long. I don't even know how that works. Okay. Yeah, it's called Krivorok. Krivo, no idea. Unless you said Kiev or Donetsk, I pretty much anything <laughs> no, else. I, 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 I used to live in Kiev for like oh, okay. eight years, I guess so. Mm. Is it nice to go back? I mean, it, there's a lot of history there. I mean, it, um, what, what do you miss the most? My friends and mm. the city. Mm. City life. Uh, when, um, uh, I miss uh, shoes like this. Oh. Okay, I want, I want shoes like this. Being I able I to dress up. Yes, yes. Like have fun and, you know, because yeah, Thailand, go, you can get very easy. To go somewhere, you know, like upstairs on a rooftop uh, bar. 
<laughs> well, you got Bangkok. I mean, Bangkok's good for that. There's a lot of hidden spots that aren't. Uh, yeah, but but I think the problem of uh, this uh, missing for something it's because of quarantine and I'm not vaccinated and I can't uh, travel so yeah. I can't go to Bangkok I can only stay here yeah same. are you are you going to get vaccinated tomorrow or? oh really yeah yeah we just heard from my friend I showed you the picture he yeah. wasn't but he's not he's uh yeah he's an ICU Ooh. like he said he got pneumonia in his left lung he wasn't vaccinated he got it I guess last week and then I showed you the picture. He's in. He got vaccination last week. No, he, didn't, he didn't get the vaccine. Oh. He didn't get the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, hey, hey, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, no, not no, tomorrow, I guess. no. But he I didn't. He didn't get the vaccine. Are you vaccinated? Um, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm waiting. I'm kind of. So the problem is, I need to go to China and I need to go to Canada. But like, all the vaccines are different for everywhere and here. So I'm kind of just waiting until like they figure out what's going on. Um, I don't know if I'll get vaccinated. Uh, this my friend isn't vaccinated and he's looks like he's dying in the hospital so now that's starting to scare me a bit but i i usually don't go out into like clubs or patong or bangla or indoors with like thousands of people like mm -hmm. that's why i like places like hugo hub or beach pig because yeah. then you're outside i think it's a bit more safe to be honest i really don't know what to make out of any of it i mean who knows and eh, if i die yeah, well, the, the reason I'm going I'm to dead. vaccinate because I'm going to back to yeah, Ukraine yeah. and in Ukraine, um, level of uh, social, at least like the ability to get around this, like to get into restaurants, you need the vaccine and all no, this stuff. No, no. Um, social status, social security. I'm usually pretty good at guessing. Sorry, <laughs> right, we're doing social a distance. Social distance. No, Oi, nice. yeah, we. Uh, Responsibility. Stability. Uh, responsibility. Responsibility. So level level yeah. of social responsibility yeah. in Ukraine is uh, like <laughs> this is low. So people know they uh, are they have a COVID and they still go to supermarkets. They still go to a party. Oh, they still go they to restaurants. Care. They don't even care oh, about shit. anyone else because like okay, um, I have a COVID and be because I know people. These people are around me, so yeah. uh, how much more people like this all around uh, the world? And uh, I'm afraid to <laughs> go there, not vaccinated, so that's why. Yeah, I think Thailand's, most people I heard that have had COVID here in Thailand, um, they usually self-quarantine, do the test, yes, or go to the hospital. Yes, like, no yes, one really, if you, if you feel sick as well, like if, like for example, if you were coming and I felt sick, I would probably say don't come. Just to be safe, right? Because you don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure. and uh, especially I want to say that uh, I'm not trying to say that people in Ukraine are so bad. Uh, people uh, are not responsible for they and some other lives in all over the world. But um, I have lots of them in uh, people I know, so that's mm. why I'm telling this. It always leads to the vax. So after we do that, anyways, we're talking about poker. So uh, for me to be able to even like push this um uh podcast on youtube like i can do recommendation ads and i'm tricky i know how to play with it um i think because we even talk about poker you can't so we can talk about covid for days doesn't matter this that they, they won't they would never monetize this mm -hmm. i think certain things like cryptocurrency anything gambling related they just if you try to push it i tried to push like a new i had a news reporter on and tried to push the, the youtube video and they blocked it as well youtube is really? Oh, YouTube is like the god. Uh. They they just don't care at all. Yeah. 
How how are we on time? I feel like we've been talking for like we're doing quite well. One twenty. Oh, that's good. See, well, let's let's try to let's try to get another ten minutes out of it. Let me stretch this. I'm good at that. Um, okay. What do you love about Thailand? You're you're in Thailand. You've been in Rawai. You've been in Laguna. Why mm-hmm. Thailand? Where? Wh- what can you say to all your viewers out there? And this is a good time for a clip. You can tell them why you love Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love Thailand because uh, of uh, good massage. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, whoa. I see where this is coming. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh. this uh, women uh, in Rawais, they don't do massage for women. I think that's a business. Hey, should we go into something here? Like <laughs> women's Thai massage? I mean, Hans, what you, got, you look like you got, you got here? good, strong hands there, bud. <laughs> what, what kind of massage are we talking about? Oh, I think we know. Um, yeah, that's definitely, there's opportunity there. There is opportunity there. So your love for massage. Yeah. I mean, the, are you, you said you're more of a city person, but I mean, you, yeah, you must have passion um, for the beach and yeah, I love uh, the feeling when I'm riding bike all over this beautiful places. Uh, beaches are so beautiful. It's white sand, blue water. Um, Coconuts, I love coconuts. Oh yeah, yeah. coconuts are <laughs> phenomenal in Thailand. Yeah, I love when people smiling. You know, uh, there was a situation. I was at the beach, and uh, one Thai woman, uh, she was trying to sell me some clothes, and um, I was just laying. Uh, I was just laying, and she came to me, and uh, she started to talk to me, and I was smiling, and she asked me where I'm from. I told like I'm from Russia. Uh, and she's all like, no, I don't believe you. People from Russia doesn't smile. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. I'm from like Russia, Ukraine, same from She's me. definitely <laughs> right. Yeah, so um, about Thailand, what I like is uh, that people here are smiling. I, even so, I, even if they doesn't want to, they still do. <laughs> so it, I think it's uh, good to feel this... Uh, flow of uh, energy energy yeah of uh, energy we can yeah, exchange yeah it's it's mutual energy and I, I i mean that's why it is called the the land of smiles as well right mm-hmm. um yeah and it's I, I i agree the ability the freedom here and being able to drive around um uh, the island do you have a, a favorite beach besides nyhern like have you made your way up north to any of these uh, hidden I, beaches? I, love, I love banana beach banana beach yeah the, the one here, like, because there's another one they keep trying to call Banana Beach and confuse everybody. It's on, like, Coral Island or something. Yeah, yeah, no, not yeah. this one, not in Coral Island. Yeah, I, I, I want to go there, but I still wasn't. Yes, I, yeah. I'm talking about this one. And um, I also love about Thai people that are, they are always want to help you. And mm. I've read uh, that uh, they're doing this because uh, they know that it's good for their karma. So now they help you, and after this, they will uh, get something else. Yeah, no, that that's def- definitely true. I find in Thailand, if you ever have a problem, someone's willing to help, and quite quickly, not get, not even compared to Canada. But I guess that that's maybe more in cities where people are less reluctant to want to help. You know, this fast-paced life as well. Um, what else do you do, kind of in your spare time, and and maybe that's some stuff that. Y- You've shared with your your viewers as well. Like, what are your hobbies? How do you stay busy when you're not streaming? Oh, I'm doing yoga. I'm doing tennis. I'm uh, spending time with my dog. I'm riding bike. Uh, 
uh, eating food. <laughs> where 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 is Misha now? You should have brought her on the podcast. That oh, well, she will eat all the virus here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all right then. She's yeah. just at home and it's okay. She's a yeah. She's still a puppy, you know. Ah, she okay. always wants to play. Yeah, that's good too. Okay, um, we'll wrap this up because we're doing well. We're trying to keep it under hour thirty because it just seems like with podcast it's a bit better. Yeah, huh? yeah, sure. Um, Especially we're noticing all the bigger ones that are trying to go. They even keep it under an hour. How's your back? Oh, yeah. oh there. I think because I I, 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 like I, I freaked you out before. I'm like, <laughs> don't slide. Watch your posture. No, that was good. It'll look, it'll look great on camera. Um, so that's my camera. I'm going to pass this to you. This will be your camera. And just let everybody know like where they can find you on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, um tinder or <laughs> wherever you want okay you can I, you can shoot out shout out to them over there uh so. i don't know how to say in english uh youtube no uh, you, uh what, what what should we say um just let them know your handles like okay your your instagram handle how to find you on youtube just everything is holly aloha pretty much on all platforms mm -hmm. there you go what is handle handle is like the instagram at holly aloha uh like you know okay. what i mean i think that's what it is okay action uh thank you guys for watching you can find me at all the platforms under the nickname holy aloha, aloha. <laughs> and that's h-o-l-y-a-l-o-h-a -A -A. yeah okay that means saint love you know it's from aloha from hawaiian yeah it translates like hi hello yeah. and love mm. holy it's saint so it's saint love and it's something what um, I have inside all of me. Oh, <laughs> a lot of love. Unless you're at the poker table and you want their money, then it's all not so much love. You kind of mask that. It's all smoke and mirrors. Um, okay, that's back to us. Are we good? Okay, that wraps up another episode of Fruiting Body Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell, smash it. I don't know if you're not subscribed. Uh, I don't know what the hell you're doing. And we're done. <laughs>